Welcome to another episode of The Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, join me and my co-host, Alex Ross, as we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss a health advisory at Seven Beaches, taking breaks for your well-being, and adults learning about children's mental health. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 56 for the week of October 26th. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Alex Ross. Before we get started, our diagnosis code of the week is V84.6, passenger of special agricultural vehicle injured in non-traffic accident. Interestingly enough, Matt, this just happened to me. Oh, yeah? Just this last weekend. My family, every year, for like, you know, kind of an autumn fall tradition, we go apple picking. And Mm -hmm. this apple orchard is, it's pretty big. So they have hayride shuttles that pick you up and take you to the other side of the orchard so that you can pick apples. And then they'll bring you back once you got a full bag of apples. Uh, Mm -hmm. So on the way back, we're uh, riding in the back of this hay wagon. And my bag of apples actually spilled onto the floor because I wasn't holding it tight enough and we were going up this hill. And so I got up to try and pick up all my apples as they're rolling across the floor and I stepped on them and just slipped and slid all the way down the hay wagon and right off onto the ground. Um, it, it, unfortunately everyone in the wagon was so stunned that they didn't say anything to the guy who was driving the tractor. And I just had to kind of wait there until the next tractor came around uh, and saw me laying in my own pile of apples. Wow. Yeah. It was pretty painful. Especially because the roads on farms are not, you know, your nice, smooth, clean roads. They're just a bunch of large rocks. Mm -hmm. Of course. Of course. So it was a pretty special vehicle. (laughs) It appears that you uh, did what you're supposed to do for this season, which is fall. (laughs) I had a nice trip. Uh, 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 With that, let's get into the news. First up, we have... If a virus doesn't make you cancel your Florida trip, maybe a bacteria will. A health advisory has been issued for seven beaches in Palm Beach County where tests detected high levels of bacteria in the water. The Florida Department of Health recommends not swimming at the seven beaches and parks until the water improves the quality. The bacteria has been linked to clinical and internal infections. Causes of the elevated levels are unknown, but recent heavy rainfall and high surf may be contributing factors. Anyone who enters the water at the seven locations is encouraged to rinse off with fresh water immediately. The advisory remains in effect until test results are good or moderate levels. I don't know about you, but this kind of sounds like a conspiracy to keep people off the beaches. Uh-oh. <laughs> Get your no. tinfoil hats on. All right, everybody. It's tinfoil hat time. It's tinfoil hat. Who's swimming in October, in a beach. Well, it's Florida. Everyone's swimming in October. Well, yeah, but like, I don't, I mean, do people go to Florida for the I, fall for vacation? I know that sounds so foreign to all of us up here in Ohio, but you know, Matt, there are, are places where it's warmer and oh. they can swim still. <laughs> oh. Right. I, this, but apparently this they can't thing, swim in these beaches. This kind of thing happens in our local lakes and whatnot every once in a while. And Mm -hmm. often it has to do with people just being nasty and, and, you know, partaking in unclean activities 
that they really should just get out of the water and go to the bathroom to do. Correct. And and those kind of things contribute to dangerous levels of bacteria. I mean, that's that's usually how it gets there. Uh, yeah, people are gross, man, you know? Right, because think, okay. think of it this way. The E. coli bacteria is a, a human, not, not human, but a mammal bacteria, right? It's not mm. something that fish carry. So right. in... In ideal circumstances, you're not going to find that bacteria in any kind of detectable level in a lake. Because really, the only thing you have to worry about is, like, the deer population who exists nearby. Right? Right. So, when it comes to beaches, that means that pretty much it has to come from humans. Especially if it gets to the level where it's dangerous. So, I guess I say all this to say, y'all nasty. Behave. (laughs) I want to swim. (laughs) Next up, take care of your health by taking a break. Educators with the Ohio State University Extension are encouraging a wellness challenge with their, quote, take a break initiative. They say that taking a break is an important part of unwinding from stress, but not many people plan out their breaks. The email wellness challenge provides participants with new ideas for healthy commitments. It connects people with six weeks of tips, research, and resources to help them take more breaks and make more out of them. Participants will have access to a tracking log and optional resources available on the Ohio State University Extension's, quote, Live Healthy, Live Well blog. Any adult with an email account can sign up. Anytime one of these things comes out, and they're like, hey, it's important to take breaks. I feel like it's like, yeah, we know, but also our employer. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? We know, but I have a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, well, I mean, I always, I mean, now obviously our employer isn't like this, but I love it when the empl- employers are like, hey, you know, we want, we want a really, really big uh, work-life balance. That's a big focus for us. Exactly. But <laughs> can you give me that, give me that by tomorrow, please? <laughs> or like, why are you still working this late when they see you in the office? Yeah. And they're like... <laughs> It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> you asked me to get this done. <laughs> I have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am thankful that, uh, you know, I've, I've avoided a lot of that. I, I do think every time I see articles like this, maybe I'll just forward it to my boss as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm feeling a little overworked here. You want to, you know, protect my mental health? Let me, let me yeah, put it right. to you this way. Uh, by giving us breaks, you'll save tons on uh, health care. <laughs> on top of those breaks, just give us, you know, indefinite vacation. No, I'm thinking we start working in <laughs> just nap keep time. it going. Pay me more and give me more time off. Definitely. You know, it's not that hard. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough, though, there are some companies who are now offering unlimited vacation. That is true. And a lot of them are finding that people don't really abuse that, partially because they feel bad. Like they, they feel like they don't deserve that much. Right. Um, and so it's, it's been kind of cool watching it happen. I, I don't know what the exact breakdown is, though. I feel like those companies probably have longer than average vacation times, but it's not like so extravagant that it's not doable anymore. Right. I don't know. Often yeah, those companies I mean, breaks though, are, are the, breaks are good. So right, often those companies um, though they're the ones who are like, "Can I get that by tomorrow?" <laughs> so yeah, they're the, they're the ones with the uh, the nap pods and stuff. So that way, you pretty much just live at your employer. You know, that's not a bad idea. I could go for a nap pod at work. 
<laughs> Next up, opening up the conversation about children's mental health. Open University, see what we did there, launched a free online course to support children's mental health and well-being. It's aimed at adults who have an interest in the care and education of young children, and it also focuses on supporting children from birth to eight years of age. An estimated 10% of children suffer from mental health problems, so it covers a global view of their well-being. Mental illnesses in children aren't new, but families are increasingly seeking the support of professionals. In the first few days since launch, over 1,000 people registered and 80 have already completed the course. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we're going to continue to see more and more of a focus on mental health. I mean, we've right. talked about this before in previous podcasts, but um, yeah, mental health, it's good to see. Obviously, there's a huge problem with mental health, and people are starting to realize that. So as a result, there's more and more programs that offer ways to cope with uh, mental health ailments. Right. And, and mental health goes hand in hand with your physical health, right? Yes. It, it has implications in that realm. It's interesting to see um, more statistical references to like how prevalent mental health challenges are for children, uh, because usually when we're talking about that, it's in an adult context. I mean, like 99% of the time, if we're talking about mental health and mental health treatments and, and opportunities... It's a it's in the adult realm because we just we don't think about children having mental health problems. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know we've talked about this before a little bit about how mental health is so similar to physical health in that sense that you can get sick, you can get better, you can, you know, there's chronic illnesses, there's um temporary there's more permanent it's it's very similar to physical health in that sense that it has all of those different health outcomes right mm -hmm. and so it, it just makes sense for it to also be similar to children's health in general where you know they do have health challenges and it's it's really nice when you see companies tackling that because we we so often forget it Yep, and one way to uh, enhance the mental health at uh, workplaces is breaks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just That's what I was back thinking. to what we just talked about. Um, the no, but yeah, children equivalent, good. obviously, is recess. So make sure yeah, that you right. step away from the Zoom meeting. <laughs> and go play Foursquare with your coworkers. Exactly. Go play Foursquare with your, your mom because you're schooling from home right now. Oh, right. Of course, of course. <laughs> And with that, let's get to our next segment. B-R-E-A-C-H. Breach Patrol. It's a breach! All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Patrol, where we talk about the latest breaches all across this globe of ours. First up, you're living in a fantasy. If you thought stealing passwords would be that easy. A hacker breached the forum Albion Online, a popular free medieval fantasy video game. Its company, Sandbox Interactive, said that the attacker accessed forum user profiles, which include email addresses connected to those accounts. The hacker also harvested encrypted passwords, which were hashed and then salted. Users who reused emails and passwords for both their game and forum account are at particular risk. As a result of the breach, the company emailed all impacted users and asked them to reset passwords. 
Sandbox Interactive didn't disclose the size of the breach. The vulnerability within the system, though, has been patched, and the company is compiling a report on the attack to provide to authorities. Uh, this is a, there's a lot of food references within this breach story. Um, <laughs> as we know, the hacker harvested the passwords, and then he hashed them and then salted them no, because they, they needed they, a little bit more sodium. They were already hashed and salted when they were harvested. <laughs> that's what we need more of in our crops. No, sorry, I'm getting off track. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem we're talking about here is the crops aren't harvested, salted, or hashed enough before they are uh, at our dinner plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so video games are uh, also subject to breaches. And the reason why that is, Alex, is because of um, internet. Well, yeah, but also <laughs> people put their payment information on them because they want people who play the game to buy um, in-game purchases. You think that that's what and the we, hacker was going for? I do. I thought it was I more do. of a combination of just like bulk information and then um, being able to like well, steal accounts and potentially part either of that information blackmail is... or sell the accounts. Ah, uh, yeah, payment information. Probably won't find yeah. that on a forum, though, right? I mean, if it's a forum that's attached to your user, which is the same user right. you use in the game to which you have your payment information attached to, Alex. So this is just a hack with extra steps. We're not yeah, there it's just yet. a hack with a little extra sodium. <laughs> Next up, cleaning up from this data spill. Australian gas producer Clean Heat warned affected customers about a breach which may have exposed general contact information such as names and addresses. The potential disclosure was recently identified by Clean Heat during a routine data security check and didn't occur within its internal systems. The retailer and distributor believes the breach occurred in 2014 on a third-party system which is no longer in use. The company said that it moved quickly to secure the information and they are not aware of any associated malicious activities. It's been in contact with relevant authorities. Well, at least this data spill didn't like pollute up an entire body of water or something. Yeah, our <laughs> Australian just in breaking news. Australian bodies of water now polluted with data. <laughs> <laughs> that one might be easier to clean up because it's valuable, right? Ah. The, all the hackers will just be sitting on the beach, like grabbing the. Harvesting it. The, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully it'll come pre salted. No way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, uh, the, you know, it just goes to show you Australia also takes their data. Uh, protection very seriously even mm-hmm. though it's a different government than our own at the great uh, nation of us of a um data privacy knows no bounds alex mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well we did say all around the world so that's uh pretty relevant especially considering next up we can track the servers as well as you track the students the software used mm-hmm. by canadian universities has been shut down after Verificient Technologies detected a breach. The New York-based company is the developer of ProctorTrack, a program that watches students while they take online exams to ensure they don't cheat. Verificient said that a malicious actor managed to log into one of the company's servers in Europe and send fraudulent emails. 
The attacker also accessed some files. The breach was caught within a few hours and the affected servers were frozen. It appears no data was stolen from the servers. So what's interesting about this one is what is the information? Like, so if if you were a hacker, right, mm-hmm. and you target a school, I mean, easy pickings, right? So that's why we talk about, you know, school and healthcare. They're, they're a lot of sensitive data there, so it's easy pickings for the, the hackers because they're also um, wildly, I mean, either they're underfunded or... They're just a small company, right? Right. As a practice. So if you were a hacker, would there be any valuable information you could gather from taking or getting into a student's email account at that school? Not necessarily, but yeah, I don't think you could. But I think that they were they weren't targeting, you know, that aspect. They were Well, I know that. I'm just talking about it in general. I'm saying like, hey, this is little Johnny's uh, homework, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it, it I don't think there's any me, valuable information in that. It seemed to me like it was really a, a pre fish. That's what it seemed to be. A uh, pre fish as a opposed to a post fish. Exactly. Or ice fish. <laughs> so, you know, get into the system and then we can come back later and. They're going to the bait and tackle store. Is what you're saying. Exactly. So the metaphorical bait and tackle. <laughs> or they're gonna get some they're gonna get some night crawlers mm-hmm. and then they're gonna put them on their hooks mm-hmm. and then they're gonna fish. Exactly. That's actually a really no. good way about of thinking about it. You gotta oh. you gotta go pick up the right bait for your fishing right. to be successful. Um, yeah. so yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me actually. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> Go ahead, use it. Take it. Just remember who came up with it and give me the copyright. You know? mm, okay, now you're asking a lot. Otherwise, I'm going to DMCA you. So, whoa. Okay, you are really asking a lot now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about it. Okay, I will. And that's it for this week's wrap up of your weekly healthcare news. I'm Alex Ross, and I'm Matt Moneypenny, and we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Bandage. This week's episode was written and produced by eTactics. eTactics is a leading revenue cycle solutions organization committed to providing innovative, web-based solutions that improve our clients' cash management and customer relationships. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.